and welcome to the NSTA bus stop. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director of the organization. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Joe Liggett. He is a VP of National Accounts at the uh, Collins Bus Corporation. So, Joe, welcome to the bus stop. Hey, Kurt. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, our pleasure. So, um, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about Collins for our listeners who uh, may not be familiar? Sure. So, Collins Bus uh, Corporation is a subsidiary of a, of a publicly owned company called Rev Group. Collins has been in business a little over 50 years now, and we make type A buses. So, the small buses that you see driving around your neighborhood or, or, or in the school pickup drop-off lane, those are the types of buses that we make, and we are the largest manufacturer of those in North America. It's all we do at Collins Bus or make those types of buses. That's great. And um, and what role do you uh, specifically play at Collins? So I'm in a sales role, and so I interact with varying degrees of the market. So whether that be school bus contractors um, or whether that's uh, organizations such as NSTA or sometimes individual school districts, um, different associations throughout the bus industry, um, as well as dealers and distributors of, of those products, um, pretty much, uh, you know, just shy of, I suppose, interacting with students. Uh, anybody else that kind of comes into contact with those types of vehicles are the folks that uh, I interact with. Interesting. So, and, and how did you um, come into this role? Boy, I've been in the, the bus business as, uh, as you're probably uh, seeing in, in your role, Kurt, is it's a, it's a very small niche industry. And I started about 12 or 13 years ago with a, uh, a mobile electronics manufacturer based here in Omaha that, uh, that has a focus of school bus surveillance products. And, uh, and from that role, have kind of um, met several people throughout the industry and, and uh, worked at a, um, another company that had a similar type of product along with some mirror products. Um, the first company was REI. The second company was Roscoe. And, and in both of those roles, in some form or fashion, Collins was a customer of mine. And through some opportunities that I had with some relationships of folks that worked at Collins, I uh, ended up in the role that I'm in and, and have been doing this for a little over five years in this particular position. Wow, that's great. Um, and you did mention NSTA, and obviously we're on the the bus stop uh, hosted by NSTA. So tell us a little bit, Joe, how you interface with the organization, um, you know, for folks who, you know, might not know, may have seen you at an event or, but, uh, you know, typically don't know specifically how you interface with the organization. Sure. So it's, uh, you know, it's taken on a, a variety of, of um, I don't want to say roles, but just my interactions um, have kind of varied, um, obviously, from those contractors that I mentioned that have uh, an interest or, or a fleet that might be able to utilize the products that we make at Collins Bus. Um, so, you know, being a bit of a, um, a resource for them when it comes to questions and, and uh, you know, giving them insight into the development of our products and, and of our buses and, and, you know, kind of what separates or differentiates us from some of the other uh, school bus manufacturers out there. Um, be, you know, being a resource is a big one. Um, trying to be a, a good advocate for our industry in general. Um, 
and a good steward, uh, and, you know, when it comes to uh, people from the outside looking in and it comes to their experience with not only the school bus industry in Collins, but also NSTA, um, you know, trying to be a good, um, a good mouthpiece for the association and, and kind of explaining what we do, you know, when it comes to our impact and our roles in, in our industry. And, and again, just trying to be a good example um, for, uh, uh, for NSTA, for Collins bus, for the school, uh, the school bus industry in general. Um, a lot of that interaction comes from, with other vendors, it comes from again school bus contractors, uh, but even you know uh, through our bus in like for, you know for example that we we do in May um, with with legislators and lawmakers uh, at the federal level in Washington D.C. So it's got a, a variety of of, um, of angles in which uh, you can you can contribute, and, and that's one thing I really enjoy about it. That's great, and we we definitely appreciate your your support in those, in those varied roles. Um, <clears throat> now, the one thing that you find, you know, going from industry to industry is that the level of acronyms continues to increase uh, <laughs> exponentially every year. So when you get to different industries, the one specifically I'm thinking about is OEM here. Um, so maybe for those less familiar um, with that term, why don't you why don't you tell us what an OEM is? Yeah, it's original equipment manufacturer. So it's uh, it's a manufacturing facility. So um, Collins is an OEM, an original equipment manufacturer of school buses, Type A school buses specifically. But there are uh, a variety of OEMs throughout um, uh, every industry or every market, including the uh, the bus manufacturing industry. So uh, there are OEMs that manufacture. Uh, school bus mirrors. Again, like I'd referenced earlier, there are there are manufacturers that uh, that are, or OEMs that make school bus surveillance equipment and surveillance cameras, um, seats, any, anything that you know, windows, flooring, all of those things. Um, there are a variety of OEMs or original equipment manufacturers of those products, and uh, they are are vendors of ours in one form or fashion. Now, and I thank you for that response because my quest uh, on these podcasts is is going to one of the one of the quests I have is to to decipher all the various uh, acronyms that we come in contact with. Whether and and later on, and this will get impetus for viewers to or for listeners to to uh, tune into the podcast later on. Um, you know, we'll go through NHTSA and FMCSA and uh, every other acronym that, uh, uh, you know, touches the lives of the uh, yellow bus industry. Um, so so thank you well, for that, Joe. Well, good luck with that, because there's no shortage <laughs> of them, like you said. So you're going to have your hands full. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, I'm going to eat that elephant one bite at a time for sure. Uh, <laughs> One interesting thing you you said, um, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, the school bus industry was the development of the product. And interestingly enough, on the exterior, the school bus itself, the yellow bus, probably in some respects has not changed all that much from the way it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. But you know, as well as I do, that it's a infinitely different um, you know, product now than it was in those days. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about some of the innovations that 
may have changed over time from the time that they were on a school bus, you know, a couple decades ago to, to where things are now and where they might be going in the future. Sure. Um, you're right. They have, um, you know, school buses are, are, uh, uh, for the most part, boy, they look, they don't look much different than they did when they originally came out. Um, they've, uh, you know, they've been moving students from point A to point B for, for decades, but, um, they, you know, unless you've been to one of the factories, you don't really know or wouldn't be aware of, especially if you're a, a parent or a student or, or even a teacher or administrator, um, that there have been some significant developments and advances. Probably the biggest would be in alt fuels. Um, you know, there are, are uh, obviously, you know, several different options when it comes to alternative fuels now um, that weren't available, you know, not even 10 years ago with propane or CNG, you're starting to see a big push for electrical buses now and this kind of this going green um, uh, uh, angle that our society and, and uh, transportation has taken. Um, you know, Dr. Linda Bluth, I always kind of refer to her because she had such a um, an impactful statement at, at one of the, the conference that I had attended and she had said how, and it was in regards to special needs students and how um, that these the curriculum and the uh, inter, early intervention of, of, of children with special needs has really grown and really developed through um, early not only early detection but um, you know influence from you know, teachers and educators and, and parents on um, you know at a relatively early age identifying what some of these challenges were um, and then you know implementing you know strategies and and uh, policies and procedures when it comes to getting a, you know a kid you know identified you know, whatever their challenge might be but then you know in trying to integrate them into the society of the classroom as, as early as possible but she had a glaring observation was that really the only folks that are doing that are those involved in the transportation industry and she was right um, that it had not really you know, the school bus transportation had not changed that much, um, especially from that perspective, um, you know, probably since their inception. Um, and so at Collins, one thing, and you know, I'll try not to get too salesy on you, but there's been a, a really neat development with a product we call the low floor school bus. And it's, uh, it has kind of some sister uh, products out there in the market today from a more uh, public transportation perspective. But they're prior to prior to the the low floor bus from Collins. There really hasn't been anything that significant when it comes to developments in school transportation. And this bus is really unique um, in that there are some physical attributes that lend itself to um, the early integration of kids into the society of the classroom before they even get there. Um, its name itself kind of sends up a bit of a question mark for people when they hear us discussing it. And they try to visualize in their mind's eye what it looks like. So I'll try to paint a bit of a picture for you. But essentially, this bus is uh, built really low to the ground. That first step up into the bus, uh, if you utilize just the step, is only about 12 inches high. Um, and, and then there, you're in the a low floor flat part section of the bus. But what makes this unique is that step is unnecessary because we utilize a ramp. Uh, so it's not a lift anymore, um, and it's located at the front of the bus. So these are where these cultural cultural changes to student transportation kind of come into play. 
where both ambulatory and less than ambulatory kids get uh, get on the bus through the same door. They all can board that ramp, which has a six to one ramp angle. So that allows kids that are using a wheelchair, walkers, canes, service animals to all board themselves uh, through that through that same door. It's located at the front of the bus instead of the rear. Uh, kids that are wheelchair bound sit between the axles at the front of the bus instead of aft of the rear axle at the back of the bus. So things where kids are, uh, one, they've, they've been given some freedom and some autonomy to help get themselves on the bus without the use of an aid or, or without the use of, of a lift. Um, they can get themselves off of the bus. Uh, just things that have really changed the landscape for, for how a kid essentially just gets to and from school, but it changes the dynamics so that they're integrating into, into their classrooms before they even get to the school. So it's a real exciting product for us. It's a really new development and we're really excited about it. Yeah, it sounds uh, incredibly interesting. Um, and I guess you kind of allude to the point that, um, you know, once upon a time, the school bus was merely transportation to and from school. And now it's taking on the, the actual bus itself um, is taking on more of a role uh, in a, a transitional um, respect for the student um, rather than just strictly transportation. It really has. There's been um, such a, a shift again in our society, I, and I think for the better when it comes to uh, our, our desire and our willingness to um, help kids improve and Im improve their their positions in life and improve their lots in life so that uh, their uh, whatever their their disability or, or whatever their challenge or whatever their obstacle as a society I think we've done a really good job of trying to minimize and diminish those and, and kind of level the playing field um, again you know it's they seem like simple or subtle things where kids board a bus through the same door or or kids board themselves onto a bus through the same door um, you really start to see the impact of that when you are able to observe parents of these students do these things and how emotional the parents become and you know and i've asked those questions like what's what's driving some of this this emotional response because they move to tears a lot of times and it's it's what seems to be things as simple as uh, he's never been able or she's never been able to board the bus alone or without help before and now they can um, again what what seems you know so simple or, or maybe even superficial on on one level is completely life-changing for those those folks and, and their kids and I tell you it's it's difficult not to get excited about it yeah that's a, a great story for you to relate and um, you know, we applaud, you know, you guys for doing what you do, um, and that's making the student transportation um, system better each and every day. Um, Joe, if if some one of our listeners wanted to reach out, catch up with you, heard some interesting stuff from you, where can they find you? Yeah, probably the best way to track me down is through my email. It's joe.leggett at collinsbus.com, and Leggett is spelled L-E-G-G. ETT, joe.leggett at collinsbus.com. Shoot me a note or shoot me an email there, and I'll be happy to circle back with you and, and answer any questions you might have. Great. So Joe Leggett, VP of National Accounts at the Collins Bus Corporation.
We appreciate your time today, and thanks for joining us at the NSTA bus stop. Thanks for the time, Kurt. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye.